the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. Roughly 300 people that were there to celebrate the end of Roe versus Wade. Obviously, very peaceful celebration. Well, the bottom line comes from the Bible. We are to have no fellowship with darkness. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody, for that matter, teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children, simply based on the color of their skin. The folks today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant, and they're targeting even younger children. When we are counting ourselves as believers, that we need to count the cost of being a follower of Jesus. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on The Word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays just after 4 p.m. And also be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Does it make sense to you that children in Ohio schools and even students at Ohio colleges be required to use restrooms that correspond with their biological sex? Well, yes, it makes sense to most of you, I'm sure, maybe all of you, and to me, too. So there's a bill at the State House, Ohio House Bill 183, sponsored by Representatives Beth Lear and Adam Byrd, which will put this common sense practice into law. And didn't we all already think this was law, but I, I'm sure my guest today will fill us in. Beth Lear, Representative Beth Lear, is my guest, and let me just tell you a little bit about Beth Lear. She was elected in 2022 to represent Ohio House District 61, which encompasses eastern Delaware County and western Knox counties. She's worked as a legislative aide in the Ohio House, as the education policy analyst and legislative liaison for the Buckeye Institute, a private sector researcher specializing in education policy, and recently served as vice president of government affairs for Associated Builders and Contractors of Ohio. She also served in the Ohio Air National Guard, including active duty at the Pentagon during Operation Desert Storm. She has served on the Delaware County Republican Central Committee since 2011 and has been a board member for the Delaware County Library, Delaware County Port Authority, and for 
charter schools. In addition, she is a member of Delaware Bible Church, American Legion Post 457 in Sunbury, and many other local groups. Welcome to Mission America Radio, Beth. Wow, thank you. That made me sound really awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I've known you for years, and you are really awesome. And you've done some awesome things and have an incredible background to bring to the Ohio House. And so let's just start with, i got various things that we would want to talk to you about today, but let's just start with House Bill 183, which has 19 co-sponsors. And so the summary describes the subject as, quote, regarding single-sex bathroom access in primary and secondary schools and institutions of higher education. So tell us more about this bill and why you decided to sponsor it. Be glad to, Linda. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, Who knew that we would be here, that whoever expected in our public school systems that we would have administrators and teachers who want to have boys and girls to share bathrooms and locker rooms and even overnight accommodations. It is. It speaks volumes about how far our culture has fallen, how much we are like Romans 1 right now. And so a dear friend of mine who passed away in February, State Representative Chris Jordan, had three young children, nine and under, He wanted to introduce this bill, and I was going to be a co-sponsor, but since he is not here to do it, I took it up for him with the encouragement of his family, and I was very fortunate to get a joint sponsor in State Representative Adam Byrd, who is a former state superintendent for a public school in Southern Ohio. Wow. That's wonderful. That that really um, helps. He's also chairman of the Education Committee where this is being heard. Am I right about that? Half right, yes. He is the chairman of primary and secondary education, uh, but it's going, well, it is going to the Higher Education Committee. Uh, Representative Tom Young chairs that committee. Both Adam and Tom were very interested in being able to have this bill in their committees, but um, this speaker's rules are if you sponsor a bill, specifically the main sponsor of a bill, then you cannot also have that bill heard in your committee. So Mm -hmm. the decision was made that Adam would joint sponsor and then Representative Young would be able to actually have hearings in higher ed, although the speaker has apparently asked that he not move on this bill for the time being. Really? Are you kidding me? Wow. That is stunning. What is uh, what is the feeling down at the State House, dare I ask, um, about the uh, Speaker of the House, Jason Stevens? It depends upon uh, whom you ask. Um, There have been, like the Larry Householder days, people have been punished for um, not doing things the way Jason Stevens wants them done. Uh, I don't personally have a bad relationship with Jason as far as I know. Um, I have been very concerned with some of the decisions and things like an adoption bill that came out that I was asked to sponsor and my response was, well, I have to read it first and, and then gave it to a Democrat to joint sponsor with one of the Republican leadership. And 
and the Democrat describes it as a bill that will end discrimination in adoption, I wanted to make adoption easier and less expensive. So I feel like our priorities are not exactly what you would want from a supermajority Republican statehouse. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think there will be unity in the Republicans at the statehouse going forward? I mean, you've done a lot over the years with both state and county politics. Um, do you think our pro-life and pro-family legislation is going to see a vote uh, with uh, Jason Stevens being kind of unreliable, perhaps is a best way to say it, on on pushing forward and making those top priorities in his uh, in his administration? Well, if I understood him correctly, uh, there will probably be some movement of some socially conservative legislation closer to the primary, uh, which in my terminology is we need to make sure that we're giving some of the Republicans who are in trouble conservative credibility for when they go back to their home districts and try to win, because I suspect we'll have a lot of contested primaries this time around. Um, And I do want to make sure I say, um, because I thought I was going to have to eat my hat, I did not expect Jason to allow Senate Joint Resolution 2 to ever come to the floor, and he did. Mm -hmm. So I do want to give him credit for that, that we were able to get what is now issue one to the ballot for August 8th, and everybody needs to be aware of that. Okay. In case you're just joining us, folks, we are talking with Representative Beth Lear, who's Republican at the State House. She uh, represents Eastern Delaware County and Western Knox County. Do I have that right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, so, okay, tell us about the August election and the 60% threshold for changing Ohio's constitution and why that's considered to be a priority right now. Well, what we have in Ohio, which I'm sure your listeners are well aware, is easy access to our constitution for any outside entity that has enough money to come in here and buy the signatures they want. So we end up with ridiculous things like casinos in our constitution. And there was an attempt a couple of years ago to get um, marijuana into the constitution and only specific entities would be designated as growers, whether you agree with recreational marijuana or not, I don't. Um, The idea that our constitution is going to hand out little certificates to certain people to grow it is ridiculous. This is a foundational document, and it needs to be undergirding our Ohio Revised Code, not open to left-wing organizations from California and New York to manipulate. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the the concern is that right now it's 50% plus one for any initiative that is voted on, and it is quite likely that in November we will have an initiative on making abortion at every stage of pregnancy uh, legal uh, and through our constitution. And we, a 60% threshold would be harder to make that happen. Is that, is that what you understand? Well, that is a piece of it, but I can assure you that there are many issues in it addition to the ones that are most important to us. Life is very important to us. The Ohio Chamber of Commerce is not involved with the push for issue one because of that. They're concerned about 
um, the $15 an hour minimum wage and the promise for a $25 an hour minimum wage that mm. will destroy small business wow. for, again, recreational marijuana. Um, the unions are opposed because they fear right to work could come through. Um, you have all kinds of issues, and that's why the Farm Bureau, National Federation of Independent Businesses, as well as Citizens uh, for Christian Virtue and um, others, uh, including Ohio Right to Life, have come together with the chamber to, to for the first time, I think, in recent memory, a, a solid Republican way across the board, including the Ohio Republican Party, all backing issue one because it touches on everything that matters to us, including life mm-hmm. and the transing of kids. Yes, that's another piece of this that um, we're trying to get the word out about, but the way the um, measure that is likely to be on the ballot in November is phrased is that every individual uh, shall not be um, restrained in learning about and exercising their right to uh, reproductive rights, and that include would include minors, so there's no age limit designated on that. And also, it would include these um, sex change operations, quote-unquote sex change operations, that have to do with the reproductive system. And so you could have minors being able to access that without their parental, um, without parental knowledge or consent. And that's how you understand that, correct? Is that correct, Beth? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's broad enough to drive a, a liberal Mack truck through. And it's intentional. I mean, they did this in Michigan. They've done it in other states. Uh, this is the response to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And I mean, we, we need to make sure that we're calling this what it is. I mean, you are going to have the pedophile down the street be allowed to impregnate your daughter and take her to get an abortion and the parents will never have the right to know or the pervert in um, let's just say the, a public institution of some sort who talks your child who's depressed into believing that they are the opposite sex. And then that person could take the child to get opposite sex hormones and even uh, sex change surgery based upon the way it is currently written. It is an abomination and people need to know. That's why we'd like to see the threshold of at least 60%, which issue one would allow at the August 8th ballot. And it, again, will also stop, we think, a lot of other things that a majority of Ohioans just don't want in Ohio. Right. So people need to get out and vote. In August, uh, there is early voting starting, I believe it's July 11th, and then, so vote yes on this in August, and then if that pro-abortion measure is in November, then vote no on that measure as well. So let's go back then to House Bill 183. I just want to clear this up. Isn't it legal now to for people to um, access bathrooms according to their biological sex. Is that not made clear in our um, public uh, facilities codes? According to our attorney general, we do have the ability to specifically designate um, facilities that are designed for multiple people to be single sex. So if you have a shower room with multiple stalls, 
a school has the legal ability, if I understood what the attorney general said correctly, to say only girls in this one and only boys in that one. And we've been talking with Representative Beth Lear from the Ohio State House about the need for an Ohio law that specifically says bathrooms, restrooms, locker rooms should be male and female separate. What is it that the schools are saying that they need? We will continue this interview with Beth Lear. Just stay with us here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. We'll be back right after this. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're talking with Representative Beth Lear from the Ohio State House. And what is it that schools are asking lawmakers to help them with because of what the federal government is doing about bathrooms and locker rooms? Let's continue with the interview. The problem is the federal government's guidance is claiming that these schools have to provide um, for both or in their terminology, all genders of which we know there are only two. Mm -hmm. uh, They have to provide this to be open for anyone, whether they've actually gone through any hormone treatment or surgeries. So a full fully intact male, fully intact female can go into the bathroom of their choice. And this has created a lot of trouble for schools. Insurance companies are claiming some are claiming schools have to allow this access. And so we've had super actually calling legislators and saying, please put something in the law that we can reference to show that we have the right to protect all our kids. And it is protection for all. Right, right, because uh, this has opened the doors to males pretending to be females and attacks in bathrooms, you know, that that there are males that are not um, not stable when they, I, I think most people who have those affinities and those con- that kind of gender confusion, uh, they are not stable because that's by definition a delusion. They're not in touch with reality, but some are even unstable to the point of being violent. And now they have an open door, literally, to be side by side with girls. And, uh, you know, if you're, you've got somebody who's on the edge, that just gives free females less privacy and less protection. And that is a huge concern to so many parents. But what many of us have failed to understand, and I just recently realized and verified through a couple of my school board presidents, it's even worse than kids sharing bathrooms. If you have an open to the public event at your school, and they all do, whether it's an art show or a basketball game or anything like that, these school districts can't discriminate on the basis of age. So if you're opening up your bathrooms to both sexes, that means an adult male can claim to be a female and go into the girl's bathroom and assault a young girl. Oh, wow. Or take video. Yeah. I mean, we have laws against voyeurism in Ohio, uh, but they're going to get in there. They're going to see our daughters and our granddaughters and the poor young girls who are confused about their sex and think they can actually be a boy 
they're not safe going into the boys' locker room or the boys' bathroom, especially if there's an adult male in there who may take advantage of that. Yes. I mean, we need to be looking at the whole picture here, and people are not doing it. Right. So people should call their state house reps and urge them to support House Bill 183, I assume. Would you like to ask people to do that? I'd love to have them do that. It would have been nice if we could have pushed a little harder to try to get it into the Senate budget. There mm-hmm. there still could be time. Um, but if we can't get it into the Senate budget and get it passed by the end of this month, then what's most likely going to happen is the bill is going to be held over until just before the primary, that's going to leave an entire year's worth of kids at risk. And we need to encourage our legislative leaders to take this seriously and our governor as well. He needs to be supportive and sign this legislation. We need to get this done for the sake of every single child, whether they're confused about their sex or not. Wow. You've served on the Delaware County Library Board, and I'm sure you are aware of the many controversies in Ohio and around the country about the low quality of many books being offered now to children and the truly obscene content that many of these books contain. So what are your thoughts about what can be done at the local and state level on this? Well, first of all, I think we need to have more courage than we do. Um, I could care less if people call me a book burner or a book banner, even though I've had nothing to do with either of those things. Because what's more important, making sure that you give kids free access to porn or protecting them from free access to porn. So, yes, we have a whole generation of people who want to groom our kids, and that's exactly what it is. If there is going to be this kind of filth, let's call it what it is, in our libraries, children should not have access to it. We don't let them tan without parental permission. We don't let them smoke cigarettes. We don't let them drive cars. Why on earth would we let them have access to pornography? So this kind of material, if libraries are going to be irresponsible enough to obtain it, it should be in an adult section and children should not be allowed to access it without parental permission. I would hope no parent would allow it, but you still need to make sure that the general uh, group of children going into the children's section is not seeing this stuff right in their face. Right. And, you know, it's the same old thing. This is not banning books because the same books are available uh, in many other places, Amazon.com or wherever. So books are not being banned in the way that Nazis burned books. They burned every copy of a book. So that's that's just uh, that's a smokescreen that we need to step up to the plate and talk around and, and know our stuff so that we will be able to, you know, get these inappropriate, obscene materials that publishers are making lots of money on uh, out of the hands of our children. So um, so are there any other key bills down at the state house you're supporting that our listeners need to know about? Well, I can tell you that um, State Representative Melanie Miller and I will soon be officially introducing the Never Alone Bill, and that is another one of those things you would never have thought you would have needed. But in the during the time of COVID, 
we had uh, hospitals and nursing homes who were forbidding uh, patients from seeing their family members, from having an advocate on site in the room with them. We had people suffering and even dying alone. And that is unacceptable. So this bill would prohibit that, would make sure that every patient has access to an advocate whenever they need them. And we hope that we're going to probably have a bill number for that within the next week or two. But um, that is a priority of ours. And we also want to make sure that we're getting um, a huge expansion, preferably universal school choice into the budget. Um, I think uh, there will be an attempt to do some significant uh, changes to the Department of Education and our Education Foundation for our kids. I know that uh, I'm working on that legislation with some other legislators. It's not ready yet, but it's a work in progress and hopefully will be introduced by the fall. Well, people can find out more about you by calling, uh, is this the correct number, 614-466-1431? Yes, that is my office down in Columbus. Okay. Thank you so much, Beth. Um, That's all the time we have for today. But God bless you, and I ask my listeners to pray for you and um, others at the State House trying to do the right thing. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. And there's a lot going on, friends, and a lot to pray about, as always. Please stay engaged and speak out whenever you can. And just remember, just remember that with God, all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.